Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And now, Against All Odds. All right, thanks, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Producer Tate the Snake Frazier back from his trip back home to North Carolina. How was it, Tate? It was beautiful. It's great to be back home uh, in the Tar Heel State. Just watched Luke May make an up-and-under layup and get fouled and, and get the and one. So yeah, hard to complain. It's been great. Do, do you get recognized when you go home? You must have gotten recognized. No, no one cares. My, oh, that's not true. My small town, they, they, everyone's, everyone knows who I am, you know. They, they, they're just more of, they think I have like Hollywood money and then I really disappoint them. Is your girlfriend with you when you, when you, when you took them home, when you went home? Oh, no. This was a solo venture. I got to eat dinner with my brother, my mom, and my dad for the first time since I was like 18 years old. So Did they at least recognize you? <laughs> they try not to. They're, they're embarrassed. They okay. hear me talk too much. All right. All right. Well, that's good. All right. So it's good to have you back. We have a big show today. College football conference championship games coming up. We're going to talk to Bobby Carpenter, former Dallas Cowboy, former Ohio State Buckeye. We had him on in August to make his conference picks. We'll review those. He'll give us the winners of this weekend's games. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about the fate of his alma mater. But before that, we're going to go over fake props, real props, best bets with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, so here's what's going on. This is a huge deal for me and for us. I've been very lucky over the years. I I wrestled in the WWE. I was trained by my uh, boyhood idol, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I I got lost in Debbie Gibson's eyes. We sang a duet on Jimmy Kimmel Live, a a show I'm fortunate enough to write and perform on. But this, this I think, is the topper. This week, I was bestowed... (laughs) My own page of gambling props by Bovada.lv. You go to Bovada.lv, you hit the All Sports tab and go down to Specials. You click that, and you'll see I have about 15 of my own props that I personally put together. I spent uh, like all of Thanksgiving w- weekend doing this. And right at the top, right at the top, you can now wager on Harry's weight. 194 and a half. Harry and I have a bet that he won't lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. I have to give him $5,200 if he if he does. Uh, the under it opened at minus 150 for the under. The under is now minus 200. Harry, people are backing you. Can you believe this? <laughs> pounding the under. Yeah, people are pounding it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I mean. The <laughs> There's ways around this if I wanted to, but I'm not doing that. I'm going for it. I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> Harry, don't cheat I yourself. Started... Yeah, don't cheat. You got a good <laughs> yeah. thing going here. Listen, I'm just. Uh, I listen. I, I am. I'm, I'm, I busted ass today. I busted. I was last night for an hour and a half at ten o'clock at night. I was running. Um, <laughs> look, I, I'm. I'm still going to do a bunch of other things. To try. I'm, I'm. I'm making chicken broth soup with carrots, onion, and. Uh, celery in it and that's all i've had to eat today so uh i'm fa- basically fasting today gonna fast tomorrow and then uh and 
and keep going with it. Ugh. So you need to lose. You have about 60 days left, and you need to lose. What? What? Did you weigh yourself today? Are you 208? About 13, 14. 14. So, all right, you're still in that 208 range, right? Two in that, still in that range. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm. Uh, Hot yoga is coming up soon again, and uh, the the eating is just going to be minimal. All right, minimal. All right. Well, people are people believe in you. They believe this song and dance. This mi- minus two hundred. I wonder if they'll move. It'll be interesting to see if they move the weight or they just keep the odds a crazy a crazy number. Like, th- will this get to minus five hundred the under, or will they move it to one ninety two? Even though you're not shooting for one ninety two, I don't I don't know what Bavada right, is going to do. But- yeah. Well, here's here's the, one other thing, real quick, Sal. Is what yeah. I'm thinking. At first, no one's no one's ever had faith in me before, so no. this is something totally new. <laughs> they shouldn't. But right. also, <laughs> but also, I'm thinking. I, I've put the mentality when I was running last night. Tate, you'll like this. Is I'm thinking to myself, okay, 194, 194. I gotta. Get, no, you know what? I don't need to get to 194. I have to have the mentality now with 60 days left. I have to have the mentality that. <laughs> The weight is about 185, so Whoa. I gotta keep doing what I think I need to do to get to 185, so I'm not slacking along the way. Okay, let's just change it to 185 then. 5200 <laughs> if you get to 185. Yeah. That's a good deal. I like that better. I like that yeah. better. All right, listen, you could see this prop. Like I said, go to the specials on Bavada under all sports, and there's this, and there's a bunch of others. I have. Uh, uh, Tate, you like this? Who will go further in the 2018 NCAA tournament? Duke mm. or UNC? UNC is a two to one underdog. You said you were going to bet that. Which way are you going? Yeah, plus 200. UNC, take it. Really? 81 to 62 right now. You're over li- Michigan. You're a little bit of a homer though. You gave Brother Bry a loser. Who they play? Michigan State. You s- I'm sorry, Brother Bry. That was that was a buy. I, I told you to bet uh, Michigan, uh, bet Carolina, and to bet uh, who did? Uh, I told you to bet against Duke too. So that was that was Florida really bad. too. Yeah, I had yeah. Florida in that one. But I think I was. It was plus three, so I think was, that was a push. I think. But, Great. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother Brad. No, that's all right. There's no apologies. <laughs> that's all right. I'm used. To, I'm used to losing lately, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but we have to talk about mentalities that we have to get out of our heads. We're going to start winning this week. I think this is a good sign for us. This Bavada page. I have like who will have more wins: the Bears plus twelve and a half, or the Bulls. Uh, who, who, who will take a snap first in the 2017 regular season, Bridgewater or Rodgers? Whose baby will weigh more, Khloe Kardashian or Kylie Jenner? <laughs> will Al Franken resign from the Senate? Uh, will Colin, Colin Kaepernick host SNL this year or next? Uh, there's a whole bunch. Um, we're going to go over a few right now. Darren, the parlay kid, this is right up your alley. Big Knicks fan, big Yankees yeah. fan. I put it at yep. even, I think. I suggested odds, and then they're, they're the experts at Bovada.lv. They, they changed them around a little. But I think they're each minus 120. Knicks total wins or judge home runs next year? Which would you say? Yeah, that's, uh, I like this one. I think this is an easy one for the people if they want to get on it. So I'm just waiting. I, I was actually surprised to see that they didn't have uh, something on, on the parlay kid actually the odds on me ever winning a parlor. So uh, maybe that's next. I think they just figured no one would bet yes or it was going to happen soon. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. But so listen, I think this one, I like this judge, uh, this judgment. I think uh, he's sitting at minus 120 for this. Right. Judge is coming off a 52 home run season, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Knicks are, what are the Knicks are minus five and a half uh, for this, right? So, Right now, the Knicks are sitting at uh, with 10 wins. They're on pace to win about 40 games this year. 
I think any Knicks fan would take that right now. If you said the Knicks are going to win 40 games, mm-hmm. we would take that. Uh, so go with Judge at minus 120. I think that's a pretty good pick. I really like this one. This is a fun one. Yeah, you would. Uh, you I'd would like to get involved in this. You would want the Knicks though to win this prop, right? Unless you bet on it, you would want the Knicks. You want the Knicks to have well, 50 you know, wins, so, up, right? Th- that's a great. That's a great point. It, it's it's funny dilemma for the Knicks fans right now because it's great to see them competitive, and every Knicks fan wanted to see them competitive. Mm-hmm. We want to see Porzingis keep developing, which he is. Yep. But at the same time. You know how it is with being like a middle of the road type of team, yeah. Uh, it, you know, and you want when you want to build through the draft, and then you're getting like this 15th, 16th pick, right? In the draft, so I think Knicks fans are happy to see the competitiveness. If listen, I'd be happy if Judge hits 50 and the Knicks win 40. How does that sound? All right, perfect. All right, that could be good. All right, I I have it slightly different. I think I would take the Knicks wins here. I think they end up at 39 or 40 wins, and I think they run the appropriate tests on. Uh, the great Aaron Judge, and he's only good for 18 home runs after he's he's told to settle down, whatever he's doing, to get get this ridiculous power that <laughs> appeared all of a sudden. All right, Brother Bry, uh, this is an interesting one. Golden State to have 60-plus wins and to sweep through the playoffs uh, with no losses, 12-to-1 uh, odds. It seems a little low. I, I, I recommended some odds. I think I went a little higher, but they figured it out at 12-to-1. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking when I was first looking at it, I was thinking it was probably going to be more like 15 or like 15 to 18 to 1 based mm-hmm. on like the 16 games. It's a little low, but I'll probably, I mean, we know they're, I know they're on pace right now for like 59 games, but we know they're going to get 60. I mean, they've had some injuries. At some point, they're going to run off like 12 to 15 wins in a right. row. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year they were 15 to 1 in the playoffs, so they're probably gunning for the 16 and 0, but I just think they get tripped up from. They're going to get tripped up from Houston or the Spurs or, like, yeah. whoever comes out of the East will probably win a game. So I, I could see them easily losing, like, two or three games this year in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, though. If I do bet the no, mm-hmm. like, at, at what point would you start getting scared? Like, I feel like we Tomorrow. would get to the <laughs> game game three of the Western Conference, right? All of a sudden, they'd be 10-0, and 0, right? Probably, yeah, right. That's yeah. What I'm guessing. Yeah. And then, we'd like, I'd be shitting a brick that I have this minus 3,000 bet, I, though. I can't that. remember. Maybe you remember. What was, when they made the playoffs last year, what was it? Uh, I remember we were, we were killing ourselves. We mentioned it. It was one of our first podcasts. We mentioned over and over, we should bet Golden State to sweep, and they they didn't do it. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Weren't they 8-0 before they lost or 9 what was it? Uh, no, I mean they did, they only lost in the final. They only so. lost in the final, yeah, so yes, what? so they were twelve. Yeah, uh, or part of, yeah, they probably so they won, won. They won that first game too. They so, had yeah. won. Yeah, they won uh, the first. Were they fifteen and zero, and then they lost that right. game four, right? Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, they have a good chance of doing. It. I just think Houston's a little bit better this year. Yeah, so, they'll probably. I think they could easily squeak out a win. Yeah, they could sweep like you, an eight seed like Utah and probably Portland. But yeah, you're right. Once they get to Houston, that at least four to one, you would think uh, Houston would would uh, put up a fight there. All right, Harry. Here's another one. Carson Wentz minus thirteen and a half touchdown passes versus Goff, Jared Goff. Uh, right now it's twenty eight eighteen. Wentz, which way are you taking? You know, it's a it's a very tough one. Like you said, it's twenty eight eighteen, ten difference, and then getting thirteen and a half. I think I'll still go with Goff at thirteen and a half, um, just because I'm getting three and a half extra right now and. They'll probably be playing for more things down the line here. 
in terms of division compared to maybe Philly winning the division and winning home field throughout. I mean, it's still close. They're only a game up on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that uh, that's a possibility where they'll still have to be playing. But I will say this. Uh, they they do have uh, Seattle um, as a common opponent. They play each other in two weeks. And I was really thinking of leaning towards Wentz, um, considering he still has a game against Dallas's Darren pathetic defense, <laughs> but but since they play Dallas the last week of the season, yeah, I back off because maybe Wentz will be set, set, sitting and resting for that. Right, most yeah. he's playing could be a half of that game, right? And they're going to protect him. They're not going to let him throw. I love I love you picking golf too, Harry. I, I'm right up. I'm right there with you on this one. Yeah, you know, got, and also yeah. in their in their overall attempts in terms of if anyone throws more. I mean, Wentz is at 354, golf is at 361, so they're right there equally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take the third. All right, and they're going to run into some weather here, too. Like uh, at Seattle, I don't think the weather's supposed to be great this Sunday night. They're at the Giants as bad as they are uh, in in three weeks. They're at the Rams in between there. And like you said, they'll probably probably sit against Dallas. Oakland's in there, too, somewhere. But all right, this is it. Kudos to you. These props are fantastic, and they're they're a lot of fun for people. Thank you. People should really jump on uh, on board with these. So, yes. great work with these. I had great a work. bunch of others they didn't uh, expect. I had I had uh, Will Jerry Jones uh, live to see the Cowboys win a another Super Bowl, <laughs> but I think it takes too long to pay for something like that to pay out. What were you gonna say, Brian? I was gonna say, how the hell though did you end up with a soccer special on this thing? I mean, I know we're gonna be betting World Cup, but I was I was very shocked to see. Soccer. I try to hit everything. I try to hit uh, every sport. I know I, we need to it's show a lot of fun. It's a it gives you it could give you months of entertainment right now. There you to, go. You know, make a little wager. It's a great job, and uh, thank this, you. This is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of your uh, it's gambling pretty, uh, career. So it's, congratulations. It's pretty exciting. It's exciting for Harry. It gives him uh, something to look forward to. Uh, Harry, this is your best year, right? There's no no question, right? Oh. You went to Hawaii <laughs> 17 times. You met up with a, a nice girl in Costa Rica. You're losing weight. You did something else. There was something else, and now you have your own prop. Ve- ve- well, ve- Vegas, t- ve- Vegas tonight. As soon as I get out of oh, there. Oh, Vegas tonight. Uh, on my way to Vegas. Oh, all right. I'll see you. I'll see you next. I'll see, I'll see you next week. Right. Oh, you're gonna see me. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're coming out right for the big uh, Tony's yeah. Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, by the way, I did. Uh, I did. I never got a response from Brian when I, re- <laughs> I I told Brian to see if he could come out next week, and if he could. I would love a rematch in tennis, but I got Ooh. no response. <laughs> He's well, scared, but, Harry. But, but Harry, to, Brian, to Brian's defense, you were in there New York, none. and There's you no wanted defense. nothing. You wanted nothing to do with seeing us last week. You were in New York. Like, you, you, you oh, that's right. You know what? I'll get I'll get Bavada to I'll, put I'll up. I'll eat that one. To put up. Uh, how many calories is that? I'm not eating yeah. any food, so I'll eat that one. All right, I'll eat that. One. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try to get Bavada to put a, a lineup on uh, the rematch between Brother Brian and, and Harry in tennis. But you can find oh, yeah. all these specials on Bavada.lv. You bet real money on these. And uh, like uh, the Parlay Kid said, it's a lot of fun. And obviously uh, they have everything else. They have live betting and other specials, other um, props as well. Now, let's move on. One of our favorite segments, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I cruise the river tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week's prop, this is a tag team in the octagon. Akib Tlaib and Vontez Berfic versus Michael Crabtree 
and James Harrison. Big Monday night game, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. You know there's bad blood. It's going to be fun to watch. And then obviously you know about Michael Crabtree and and uh, keep to leave. Big fight on the field. Both are suspended. I think one game now, right? It was uh, reduced to, or is it still two? It's one or two games. Yeah, it's one. One, one game. Pitch. Right. What do you guys yep. think, Brother Bry? Who wins this tag team in the octagon? Now, I think they it's like pro wrestling in that they have to tag in, but then it's a fight to the death, or until someone, you know, or or until someone loses a chain. I guess. Who are you who are you picking? Yeah. Well, yeah, you. you... You'll find it's funny too, because I always, when you ever you send these, I spend like eight hours researching. Like I'm looking up perfect wrestling background, fighting mm-hmm. skills, like to leap. Like nothing's coming up. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page. It's telling me about like where they grew up. Nothing about any type of skills. But I'll, but I'll say like uh, with the with Crabtree, I think he's probably the better grappler. To leap mm-hmm. his the better striker. He definitely threw a nice left hand that just missed Scripture. That probably would have knocked him out if it hit him. Right. And then Harrison has a big strength advantage, but Perfect's probably a little bit more agile. But I was at first leaning towards Perfect and Tlaib, but what I'm going to say is that Perfect's probably going to end up getting disqualified. Like, he'll get tagged in <laughs> Crabtree will be on the ground. He'll illegally knee him in the head. Unless, again, this is a fight to the death. But if it's regular MMA rules, I could see him easily getting disqualified. And then probably what's going to happen is, like, Marshawn Lynch will just walk him back to the dressing room after the fight. <laughs> I, I'm still I, I'm still trying to figure out what, what that was about. Yeah, right. Yeah, everything's a little bizarre here. All right, uh, Parley Kid, do you agree with your brother? Yeah, I do, Sal. Uh like Brian is saying here, when it comes to like the uh, the tag team, I think either of these combinations would be like WWE like tag team champions. I yeah, think. probably. I think you could you could probably put them in right now, and either combination is winning like a WWE tag team title. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't even know who it is right now, but they 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 would be right up there. Talib is like he's like a Chihuahua, right? He's like biting at your heels all game, mm-hmm. talking trash, but. Another, a guy who's ripping another man's chain off his neck. What's that about? That I don't I don't understand that. And here's what also I don't like about it. when you're in a football fight and another guy has his helmet on, you mm. have your helmet on and another guy doesn't and you throw a punch, kinda gutless to me. Yeah. Right? Take your helmet off at least, then throw your punch. Gutless and Talib Talib's a chain ripper and he's a guy who throws punches with his helmet on. So I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. Perfect, we know. He's kind of he's got a reputation as a punk. He really is a punk. So, I'm going to go with the character here. Not that I'm not saying that I really don't, I don't know Crabtree, but I'm going to say that uh he is soft going across the middle sometimes with his alligator arms. <laughs> so maybe he's a little soft, but Sal Harrison is the X factor here. Yes. If you were to pick one guy, if you had to if you had to go to battle with one guy, Right, pick one guy in the NFL that had to have your back. Wouldn't you pick James Harrison? For sure. This this guy to me, I would I would take him on my side anytime. He seems like he seems like a kind of a high character guy, but at the same time, would do anything for you in the ring. Yeah. And he would fight to the death. I so I got to go with Crabtree and Harrison in this battle. All right, Harry, do you agree? Is it going to be a sweep here? No, um, I'm going to go with uh, Perfect and Tlaib. <laughs> I agree with Brian in that, uh, you know, Perfect could be, if, if it's not to the death, 
it, he would definitely do a cheap shot, something to the nuts, something to whatever. Whatever he could get away with, he would do. He does it on the field, so he would do it there too. I mean, the tail of the tape is the same. They're all six one. The, the weights are the same. Uh, and, Darren, you're right. Harrison is an unbelievable specimen. But at 39, that's my weighing factor. Um, that's 69 years combined between him and Crabtree, Perfect and Tlaib at 58. If they're if it's to the death, I'm taking Perfect and Tlaib because they'll they'll do anything they can with cheap shots to win it. So uh, I'm gonna go with Perfect and Tlaib. All right, I'm going with the brothers oh, here. I I, I I and I I agree, Darren James Harrison. That's the X factor. This guy walks around saying he wants to fight Mayweather and McGregor at the same time, and I I really believe it. I think he could do it. I think I I put him with a softer tag team partner. I thought Crabtree was the softest out of the fourth, yeah. so I matched them up one four. Uh, Perfect's crazy. Talib's a pain in the ass, but I, I yes, I think as far as like crazy, maniacal, and fight to the death, James Harrison's a guy. A guy walked around with a pit bull that uh, died in May. I think he would dedicate this uh, this fight to the pit bull, and uh, he would take care of business. I'm going Team Harrison and Team Crabtree. Um, uh, Tate the Snake. You had uh, earlier in the week. You meant you didn't like that same thing. Parley Kid Darren didn't like with the fighting with the helmet, right? Yeah, you got to take the helmet off. Right. Just hold out. Just yeah. wait. You so you saying Crabtree should have held up? Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Like he wasted all of his punches. He probably hurt his hand. Probably all bruised up. And you don't do anything to the guy. But I think that's on Talib. That's why I wouldn't take Talib because he obviously he's not ready for it if he wouldn't take his helmet off and square up. Right. So you all right? So you're going Team Crabtree Harrison also? Yeah. All right. Surprisingly all right. so. Going against Harry. That's the big surprise. All I right. know. I'm sorry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, we're moving on. Now, this segment, we call it Sharp Tank. Some people on Twitter, because of the lack of success of the, the competitors here, have, have, have built a dull tank. Some have <laughs> called it square tank. I don't know. The degenerate trifecta is running cold. They're, they're turning on each other during the picks. They're not supporting each other during the weekend. This could be the last installment. But, guys... Sell me a winner. Come on. Let's start with Brother Bry. Who do you like this week? Who should I buy? All right. So many great games this week, I'm at least on the college side. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Wisconsin plus 6.5 against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. I just think six and, when I first saw that line, I just thought 6.5 points is too much, especially since like we really don't know JT Barrett's injury status. Like He's going to play probably, but I just don't know if he'll be able to run and and obviously Wisconsin has a number two ranked defense, so I think they're going to keep it close in this one. And plus, Wisconsin at this point in time, they just must be feeling so disrespected. Everybody's only talking about will Ohio State get in. Uh, you know, they could win and still not get in, but I think if Wisconsin wins, they're in. So, you know, I think they have a little bit more motivation in this game. Uh, plus, if you look at the if you look at some of the stats here. The underdogs in this series are 5-0-1 against the spread in the last six. And the underdogs in the Big Ten ch- title game are 6-0 and against the spread. And I know because every year I keep betting on the favorite and I keep losing. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think those are some good numbers. Plus, Wisconsin's 4-0 and against the spread in their last four. Ohio State's 1-4 and against the spread in the last five. I just... It's similar to the Ohio. Usually, I would I would jump on Ohio State here and with Urban Meyer, but I feel like this Ohio State team, similar to the Ohio State team last year, 
I just don't know. I just you just don't know what you're going to get for them from them week to week. And I just think six and a half points is way too much. Okay. Um, I, I know Parlay Kid hates Hornybrook, but he always seems to make one big play in the second half that yeah. kind of the catalyst for them. And uh, I know I'm probably definitely going against Bobby Carpenter later, so uh, I'm sure he has Ohio State. So well, yeah, that's got, that's um, a given. But I, sure. I, I love Wisconsin in this game. All right, Parlay Kid, what do you say? Did you were you on that yeah. game? Listen, in terms of uh, the Wisconsin-Ohio State game, so I think when Brian and I were guessing the spreads, we really thought uh, three, three and a half. Me so too. as soon as Brian saw that six and a half, I knew that's where he was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this week I'm getting called uh, the Glass Joe of uh, <laughs> of parlays. Yes. Uh, no, of, re- of our generation. Of our generation. Oh, of our generation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's even better. that's even better. Yes. I guess. It's more prestigious. Um, more, but it's probably more precise. So uh, <laughs> I'm really, I've really hit a, a low point. So I'm going to go. So this weekend is about college football. Okay. It's not about the NFL. The NFL's not been good to me. Everybody else seems to be winning with the NFL favorites to winning at what seventy one percent or something yep. crazy like that over the last seven. What, weeks. I don't even know how many weeks now. Yeah. So I'm going to just hit you with a quick three team college parlay, Sal. Okay. Okay. I I really like this one. Okay, Oklahoma's minus 290. It's a money line parlay, minus 290 against TCU. Uh, three, three or so weeks ago, Oklahoma beat them 38-20, to 20, and this, it wasn't even that close. Uh, Mayfield, he's got a little chip on his shoulder now. I think he plays better like that. I think Oklahoma's going to win that game pretty handily. Uh, Clemson, minus 380 over Miami. Uh, Sal, I... Brian has hated Miami all year. Mm-hmm. I finally had them on a parley last week. They come up short against Pittsburgh. Clemson, to me, might be the best team in college football right now, maybe. Could be. Uh, I like them winning this game. And my third game, Sal, this Boise State-Fresno uh, State game, what hmm. an interesting game. They just played last week. Right. Right, and Fresno won at home on senior night. There was really nothing for either team to play for except for the seniors during senior night at Fresno State. Now there's a little bit more on the line. Uh, Boise State's minus 350. Uh, I don't see – it's very hard to beat a team back-to-back weeks. So I know Oklahoma's beaten TCU already this year, but that was three weeks ago. Right. This is a back-to-back game. Now Fresno's going on the road to Boise State. I like Boise State to win the game at minus 380. You, you add these up, minus 290, minus 350, minus 380. It's a plus 118 parlay. Uh, I right. like it. I don't think you could call a loser out of those three. All right, yeah, and uh, our buddy the Beast had uh, Boise on that a parlay, a money line parlay last week. He does he does not take too kindly to losing. So, poor Beast. All right, Harry, can you beat any of these two? Well, I'm gonna try, Sal. I know I've been on a nice run until uh, last week in college, but now after looking at the games and looking at the NFL, I'm going to switch over. I've made a couple NFL picks this year. I'm going to make another one right now. Okay. Um, you guys know that I've never been a fan of Andy Reid, a.k.a. what I've dubbed him uh, the big <laughs> tomato. Uh-huh. Um, they're minus three and a half, even money against the Jets. Um, I know they've been bad, real bad lately, but I think what they need to do is be on the road, and that's where they're going to be. I don't think that they are going to lose two in a row in MetLife Stadium in three weeks. Andy Reid's got to make sure the offense is clicking where they get 
where, where I think where they're going to do is get a lot of times more passing yards now. They have to because uh, the, the Jets, the way they lost last week, and I know me and you, Sal, discussed it while it was going on, um, what a way to lose, a, not only lose the game, but lose Terrible. the game by the spread. Yeah. Heartbreaking, that, the way that was. Yeah. The way, I mean, where, like I said, in, in, with, with 10 minutes to go in the game, you were comfortably covering 10 minutes later of real time, you're down 12. They had the ball up one. The lost five yeah. of six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was basically three passes in a row from the one. You kick the field goal because you don't get the touchdown, and then you give up two, two uh, special team uh, defensive and a special team touchdown, and all of a sudden you're buried. Tate's got, the, wide, Tate's got the widest smile right now. <laughs> he, he knows he escaped. What a <laughs> nonsense the, the, win that the, was. The I'm just saying the Jets have lost five of six, and none of those losses were more than by seven. But I think the way, like I said, the way they tanked last week versus Carolina, Tate, this could, that could have been a season ender for the Jets. And in history between these two, last year Kansas City beat the Jets by 21. A couple years back, they beat the Jets by 14. So in the past two times they played, Kansas City's up 48-13 against them. I think the best thing for Kansas City is to be on the road. That's where they'll be this week, minus three and a half at even money. I think they win this game going away by 17 to 20 points. Jets are done. Any uh, any hesitation, or you probably are going to use it to your advantage, or you think you think it's a positive that they lost in this stadium two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they didn't even uh, they didn't score a touchdown. They'll score they'll score a couple this week. All right. I don't know what the weather is supposed to be like, but uh, all right. Let me think about that one. So by the way, Harry by the way, Sal, real quick. Yeah. If you if you if you want to if you want to make that a two teamer, I do have a tennis match no. in Vegas. Doubles tennis match. <laughs> where it's a hundred. Darren, a hundred and fifty bucks a person. This buddy yeah. of mine, me and the White Rhino, are oh, partners on. versus these two people. Where to plug the White Rhino right there? Nice. Oh, Good work. I'm minus about. I'm sure this is about. We're about minus four fifty to win this. All right. So if you want to throw that in. Okay. Well, we'll cut that out of the podcast. But yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we can do. I, I, I'm trying to concentrate now, Harry. This is this is important because I feel yep. like I, you guys should be paying me. I shouldn't have to buy these. What? Yeah. Weather's nice. Uh, Weather's nice in New York. Sunny in New okay. York on uh, Sunday. All so. right, brother Bry, Wisconsin plus six and a half. Ohio State. I kind of like that. I, I, here's the thing with this game is I think we're going to know right away. We're going to know right away if this is a, a winner or a loser because I think if Wisconsin gets behind early or a slow start like they have been in some of these games, it's going to be tough to catch up. And I do like that quarterback in the second half. You're right. I think he makes a, a, a big throw uh, when he needs to and the defense plays well and that, you know, that Jonathan Taylor takes care of business on the ground. I do like the six and a half. Parley kid. Uh, Clemson, I think, is the best. I, I kind of agree with that, and I, I love that as a money line play. I like Boise in the rematch. I, I, I think yeah. here's the thing. I, I think Alabama gets in, and whether that means Ohio State loses or I think something wonky has to happen, and I don't trust Oklahoma. It's a weird thing. I think they should, and they mm. they crushed them three weeks ago. But I think that's the weird game there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on yours. Yep. Um, Harry, I don't know what's going on with these Chiefs. You look at it, nothing makes sense. Like, that offensive line sh- shouldn't 
shouldn't be as bad as it is. Alex Smith, I see him running for first downs, except he's getting a lot of shit from fans. But I, I feel like he's keeping these drives alive like because he's running for his life. But nothing's open. Kelsey over the middle. Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt's been bottled up for, for a month now. Um, I know. <laughs> well, you I know. They need this ro- I, I Way to sell they, it, Harry. They need to be on the road. They need- He's agreeing that they've been terrible. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying the Jets, the way they blew it and the way they've blown fourth quarter leads, that that was it for them for the season last year and, and, and last week. And, uh, and the Chiefs come into town and just steamroll. The problem, the, is, the problem is I took the Jets last week on my, uh, my picks that are going to mm-hmm. appear on the ringer. Uh, it'll, it'll come out uh, Friday morning. But I took the Jets. So now if I zigzag and go against them, I, I never seem to catch up that way. I'm going to pass on yours. I'm going with you, Brother Bry. We're going Wisconsin. I picked them to win that conference. Uh, I like them plus six and a half against Ohio State, whether Barrett starts or uh, or not, or Haskins. It's going to be Wisconsin plus six and a half. That's my sharp tank pick. So there we go. Uh, yes. There we go. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Brother Bry is at BSZOK816. The Parlay Kid is at the Chalk Talker. And Harry, whether he's tweeting or someone else is tweeting, is at AAO Harry. Uh, and that's it. Harry, what are you you're going to Vegas tonight? Going to Vegas tonight. I'm uh, leaving the, uh, the office here, and I'm catching the tram over. Uh, uh, I'm going tonight. Nice. And where, why, what are you going for? Yep. Uh, use my, <laughs> my last two days of vacation. I'm using them to just go and hang out and uh, whatever. Oh, happens. really? Okay. It's got to be something different than that. Yeah. Parlay Central, Darren. It's going to be Parlay Central for four days. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's something else central that starts with a P because I uh, I got a note from someone who's close to you and said if you run out of things to talk about on the podcast, Harry's flying up to Vegas tonight, and the main purpose is to have sex with a 63-year-old woman. <laughs> so they, they use, you guys used to— I love how, I love you, how he exaggerates by, like— 18 years. Is she what? Is no, she why? She's 81? No. She's 81? Oh, he exaggerated the other way. Oh, I see. He said they used don't, to hook don't up. Don't put it past me. They used to hook up. No, tw- don't put it past they me. They used to, I know, used to hook up 20 years ago. And uh, yeah. uh, there's yeah. something. You got a flight for $26, but you're flying back Sunday, Saturday night because it was 100, 150 to fly back Sunday. Boy. Boy, he just loves to share the wealth, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry. Uh, he had her name. I don't want to mention her name here, but it goes on and on. By, by the time. way, the other two girls yeah. that I see once in a while, I hope they're not listening to this podcast now or else I'm screwed. Oh, Pearl and Gigi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Pearl and Gigi, let's, let's just hope, please, please, don't be listening to this. All right. All right, Harry, have fun. <laughs> have fun. Um, you're going to do All great. Right. What? Uh, I don't know if I can now, but no, you do go C- catch that <laughs> catch that plane. I'll talk to you guys next week. Hope that's the only thing you catch, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, fellas. Listen, believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. That means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, but it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you could score big on every day. And my bookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. It's your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Play like the pros on game day with money line, side, or total. 
Whatever you choose, if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now, and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. I did it, and they matched it. Use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. My next guest, I love this guy, all Big Ten linebacker for the Ohio State Buckeyes, former first-round draft pick for my struggling, mightily Dallas Cowboys. You can hear him in Ohio on 97.1, the fan, weekdays 12 to 3. The name of the show is Carpenter and Rothman. He plays Carpenter. He's Bobby Carpenter. Thanks for coming on, Bobby. Hey, thanks, Sal, man. Anytime. Bye. We'll get to the college gridiron talk in a minute. Let's let's talk Cowboys for a second. Season is over as far as I'm concerned. Do you agree? So I, I don't know how much you want to pin on Garrett exactly. I think there is some problems with the roster construction overall. You know, defensively, they should probably be a little better. But, yeah, I mean, you look at that, this was an offensive – when you have a good offensive line and a running game, it's, it's pretty easy to call plays. And I don't know if it's a Scott Linehan thing. I, I've liked him as an O.C., whether it's the Jason Garrett thing, you know, he's been up and down depending on the talent level he has. But the, there's definitely something that is amiss there with the team, and, I, and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I just I look at these other guys like Coach Zimmer in Minnesota. He loses his quarterback. He loses his rookie running back, Dalvin Cook, and who was lighting it up. They're nine and two now. Um, I mean, there's other t- even like Bruce Arians, like. The Cardinals, are, they have defensive injuries. Palmer goes out. David Johnson's out immediately. That team should be winless, and they compete most weeks. I just feel like conditions have to be ideal for Jason Garrett to thrive, and the fact that he was coach of the year, it's a bit of a joke. Yeah, I do think that conditions are better when he and he's coaching better. Mike Zimmer does a great job in adversity, but I do think that probably Minnesota, if you look at that, how they're built, I mean, they're built – from the front back on the defensive side of the ball, they're very good. You know, their offensive line is pretty solid, but defensively they can go out there and stop anybody. So when you do that, even if your offense struggles, you're going to be in the game. And that's that's not how this Dallas team is constructed. And I don't know how much depth they actually have behind some of their front-line guys. And they've really shortchanged the defense the last couple of years, and now you're seeing that come to fruition where they don't have Zeke who can help them control the clock and control the ball, bail them out. No, you're right. No, you are right. This this defense is built to have the offense on the field, and that's exactly – I think their time of possession was like plus three minutes from 2016 to 15, and we're obviously not seeing that this year. But that's tough, three 20-point-plus losses in a row. All right, defend Ohio State, Bobby. Let's hear it. Just tell me this. If they lose this week, they shouldn't make it, right? (laughs) If they lose this week, they're out for certain. If they win – yeah. I mean, you can make the argument that they would have beaten, you know, Wisconsin, who's ranked four this week, Penn State, who's ranked nine, and a Michigan State team that's ranked 16. And yeah. they lost Oklahoma by uh, a decent margin at home. You know, they're top four team. The problem is, is they have, you know, the giant, giant marker on their face, mm-hmm. you know, a giant mole with that Iowa loss where they got housed, you know, it was on the road, but to a very average team. And I think that's something that's going to hurt them, but... You know, I just don't think there's a lot. There's a great team in college football this year, and if they're going to be probably up against Alabama if everybody everything holds serve for that fourth and final spot. Mm-hmm. The perception is that Alabama's pretty good. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and refute that, but you know, they, they had really played one really good team in Georgia or Auburn and lost. Yeah. And outside of that, you know, they beat a Florida State team that's got beat up and hasn't been as good. But I, even if Francois stayed healthy, I don't think that they end up being looking at them now probably more than an eight or nine win team. And you know, their next best win is LSU, and LSU's you know barely inside the top twenty. So I, I just don't know if they have the strength, a body of work, whereas. You may believe they're better. I don't know if you can say they are definitively. It, well, you, you can't. The weird thing is Vegas does have them. It's funny. Vegas has them right up there. <laughs> they're not even accepted in the top four. And they're like they're neck and neck with Oklahoma and Clemson as the top teams to win the national championship, which is crazy because they don't even play this week. But I do think they get a little – Alabama gets a, screwed over a little bit with that Florida State game. They were winning that game before Francois went out. And then, like you said, yeah, sure, maybe they wouldn't be an undefeated team with, with Francois in there, but definitely a, a, a better win on paper if, uh, if he does stay in, right? Yeah, that's so I'm going to give them the credit. I'm going to give them credit for that. You know, they knocked Francois out of the game. I mean, it wasn't right. like he fell down exactly. on the sideline. They're the one that took him out. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give him credit for beating, you know, a top-five team. But I'm also not going to say that they beat the worst Florida State team in general. I mean, I think Florida State would have probably been an eight- or nine-win team this season. And, and so I'd like to give them credit for that, right. given the fact that they knocked Francois out themselves. How do we do this? Ideally, what do you see the playoff looking like? It, it's it, Do you like this top four where they just vote on it? Or do you like a six or an eight? What would you like to see? I don't know. I feel like eight might be too many. The one thing that's great about college football is, you know, one loss may kill you. It may not. Two usually does, but you still have a little life. I don't want to get into a situation where you've watered down the regular season so much right. to where every game isn't a huge game. Mm-hmm. That's what one thing I love right now is every week matters a lot in college football, and that's why you tune in to watch those big time, the big time games because they're exciting. And you've seen in the NFL now; it's kind of watered down where you know the primetime matchups aren't as good. You know they don't really have huge implications all the time, and you know. Whether this is you know, fun or not, I mean, coaches in college football are getting they're fired. The storylines are tremendous. The guys are wild characters. So, so to me, you know, college football has almost become more exciting, if not more exciting, than the NFL because of all of this. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to argue about this. And unlike uh, the NCAA tournament in basketball, like you get those, you know, those teams that are like nineteen and. 12 or 19 and 13 no one really cares if they get in after a few days but this the the arguments go on for weeks and weeks i here's what i would do i i, I haven't heard this yet but people want to give the 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 power five conference champs a, a buy or whatever an automatic bid and then pick an extra three for eight i i don't like that i say take the top six doesn't have to be a, a winner from the power conference in fact i don't think like usc deserves to be in those top six, like whoever wins that conference. I mean, it it could come down the road that UCF, Memphis, whatever conference that is, that could be a better conference. So I would say the top top six teams, top two get buys, three and six play, four and five play, and then the winners play that. What what do you think about that? Does that water it down too much? I actually – no, I like like the top six getting in because then it also – there's still an advantage – I think to being one of the top two teams, then when you get a bye, right? I would be in favor of that. The problem is you start adding all these games, though, Sal, for these guys. Like they don't, they don't get paid. Yeah, I know. So, you know, they're going to add another round of games, and everybody's going to make money on it, except for the players. And that's that's one of my biggest problems with all of this is 
hey, the, everyone loves the college semifinal. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then you have to go play in the championship to win it all. And you know the type of dollars that are raised from the advertisements and from the gates, and just none of that gets back to the players. So we're trying to add another round here, and I think it would be great for, for people. The fans would love it, everybody. The players even enjoy it. But at some point, if we keep doing this, you're going to have to start pushing something back because the days of guys playing you know, right. 11, 10, 11, maybe 12 games in college football are done. Now you're talking 14, 15, 16, which is an NFL season. It's a lot, and I know it infringes on the school and everything. But what? how does a Division three do it? Don't they have a, a three-round playoff, or is that is that am I oh, mistaken? Hey, listen, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you know Division three, you know F, the FCS, Division two, they they do it all. Right. They have all of that. But also, my argument isn't just the number of games. It's how much money is being made off of it, and where does sure. all that money go, Sal? Yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't go to players. I mean, it goes to administrators. It goes to, heck, I couldn't even tell you where. Coaches I know. somewhere. It goes down the rabbit hole, and no one ever sees it again. Uh, you're asking me like you're accusing me of taking the money. I have, no, I have nothing <laughs> to do with this, Bobby. <laughs> All right, speaking of the money, let's take a look. We, we made uh, fake bets uh, on the preseason. I had you on in August. We went over each conference. We had you pick the best bet for each one. Take your Big Ten. You had Ohio State over 11, which was a, a gutty call because I think – they would have to win every game for uh, for that to come in. That was a homer pick. I'll give you that, but it, it did not win. You also had Wisconsin over ten and a half. That was a win, and uh, and by a lot. So pretty good. Pick this game. Ohio State is favored by six. What do you like? Oh, if, if they're if they're only uh, giving up six points, yeah, I, I like that because I think JT Barrett is going to be fine this week. Mm-hmm. I think this offense will come out and play tough. I'll lay the six on that all day, Sal. So. <laughs> I had a feeling. I just knew that that's what you were going to say. Do you think the 59 nothing rings? Like, if you were playing on a team that lost 59 nothing two years ago, is that, I mean, how much incentive is that? Or is that just like, oh, boy, they're ready for the big stage and, and we're not, and let, let's see how the cards fall? Um, You know, I think that they're uh... – you know, I think that that may play into it a little bit. Heck, can you say two years ago? I think it was almost four now. Oh, was it? I'm sorry. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, it goes it goes quickly. I mean, yeah. When you think about how long ago, so you're talking about guys who are freshmen on both teams that may have been a part of that game. Probably not a you know significant piece of what was going on. Right. And this Wisconsin team is good, but I think Ohio State probably can win that game by 14 points. You know, if they come out and both teams play fairly up to their ability. Yeah, that Harnabrook, uh, the Wisconsin quarterback, he, he seems to make mistakes early and then has a big pass uh, late in the game. Uh, I don't know. I think Paul Christ has him right. I, I would take the six points. I think it's going to be close. I think that Jonathan Taylor uh, keeps the ball on Wisconsin. The clock will be on their side, and they'll cover. I don't know who wins, but I'll take the six. All right, let's go ACC. Uh, you had Florida State oh. over nine. <laughs> you lo- you lost that. Uh, listen, you're, hammered. you're an insider. You should know about these injuries when they're going to happen. I, I I still blame <laughs> yeah. you. But uh, well, that's the one the one equalizer in the future. Sal, <laughs> you lose your starting quarterback, and I don't know what the Giants over under was this year, but I'm sure they got hammered on that as oh, well. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That's... You start having big time injuries all over the board. It's tough to recover. From. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, but now it's Clemson. Laying ten points to Miami, and how do you, how do you see this one? You think that number's too big? I don't. I, Miami has been the toughest team for me to figure out this year because yeah. I don't know. They lost to a pit team that is not good, right? Not good, and they lost by seventeen points. Um, 
I feel like though this will be this will be inside the number. I would I would take those points because I, it just doesn't seem to me unless there's a score late. I feel like Miami has some athletes to match up with Clemson. Mm-hmm. They'll be in, they'll be in the game late. I don't think they'll end up pulling it out. But if you're going to give me you know a touchdown and a field goal, I think this game looks more like a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it could be close. I don't know. You know, everyone has a bad loss. So Clemson lost at Syracuse, and I will never be able to figure out what happened there. Uh, like you said, Miami loses at Pitt. But worse than that, the, the quarterback is benched. Malik Roger. What does that do to his confidence? Is, is it shot, or do you think you think they think they could play on the big stage with a guy who's been benched and is now being brought back? I think he'll be fine being brought back. I, to me, that was kind of concerning with Mark Rick. Cause I think that was more of an indictment on him. His quarterback wasn't playing well, but there had some other issues going on too. Right. And it, it looked like you, you kind of panic a little bit. I think that kind of permeates through your team then at that point where everybody gets gets concerned. I think this week, though, you know they're in the ACC championship. If they win, they're going into the college football playoff. So I think lots of that will be forgotten, and they'll be able to go out and perform this week. All right. I think we're going to go against each other here. I'm taking Clemson laying the 10. They have four road wins against ranked teams by two touchdowns or more, but that'll be an exciting game. Let's go to uh, Big 12. Before the season, you said Oklahoma State over 9 and that they would be conference champs. You also had Texas over eight. Um, that was a loser. Oklahoma State was in it for a while, then they had a stupid loss down the stretch. Uh, was it to Kansas State, I think? And now it's uh, Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma TCU. Oklahoma laying seven and a half points, a 38-20 winner three weeks ago. How do you see this going down? I just think that I would lay the points on this on this one. I think Oklahoma is a much better team. Watching Baker Mayfield play this year, he's he's remarkable. He's a guy that has a lot of passion. Yeah, plays really tough. His team rallies around him. I don't see TCU having an answer for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, especially if he grabs his crotch again. What's the answer? No one knows how to answer that. <laughs> hey, I love I love the crotch grabbing out there. It's not something <laughs> I do personally, but I don't mind when your quarterback who's out there running around, mixing it up, running the football. You know, you playing the flag at the horseshoe, for heaven's sake. I'm with you. You know, if you're going to do the cross grab, as long as you can back it up, man, it's fine by me. I know. I didn't like that he cried afterwards, but no, you're right. You're right. It's. Uh, I thought it was unfair, the punishment. I, I like this to be close. I don't know how TCU keeps it close. The thing is, it's like 45-40 in the fourth quarter. I just say they stay within a touchdown. I think this is the stupid game. This is where something dumb happens. I think that previous five minute uh, five meetings before the the one on November 11th uh, was decided by seven points or less. So I'm going to take the seven and a half here with TCU. Now, uh, Pac-12. This you had you had USC to win the, uh, the conference, and that was even odds. That's looking good. They're the favorite in this game. You had Washington over ten. That was a push. They won last week to make that a push uh, for the championship game. That's a Friday night in Levi Stadium. The Trojans minus four over the Cardinal. How do you see it? Well, I mean, if I'm going to take uh, USD, if I picked them preseason to win the conference, I might as well double down right now yeah. and take them to beat the Cardinal. I, Stanford has a way of making these games close. They have a way of beating USC. So I feel like I almost want to take the points and say it's going to be inside a three-point game. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? But I... You know, I'm, I'm going to take the points. I think USC wins oh. this, but I think it's a field goal. All right. I could see that. Yeah, last game, USC won. Bryce Love had a huge game. I 
He's not right, though. His ankle, he had a nice run against a, or two against Notre Dame last week, but I feel like his ankle, something's not the same, and that Ronald Jones, I think, takes over for USC. In Levi Stadium, that's a that's a substantial uh, a crowd favorite there for Stanford. They're, they're going to have it, but I think, i say USC by a touchdown here. I would lay the four, but you might be right. It could be closer. All right, finally, uh, SEC. You had Bama over 11. That was a push. That was looking good up until last week, and but it's still a push. Georgia over 8.5. You weren't going away with that. That was easy. Um, now it's Auburn favored by three over Georgia. Uh, it's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. What do you think? Does Georgia get revenge, or is this Auburn's game? You know, it's kind of concerning because Auburn took care of him pretty good yeah. last time. But I, I think, you know, you look at Kirby Smart, what he's able to do. Auburn's banged up a little bit. They have some injuries that they're battling. What did you say the line was on this, three? Yeah, it's three. Auburn favored. Ooh, that's tight. You know what? I, I would – I'd money – I feel like Georgia's going to win the game. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I would, uh, I would take the three, or I'd, I'd take the three, and you know what? I'd even split that up and money line the other half on the outright win. Ooh, all right, plus one twenty on Georgia. I'm with you. I think this carry on Johnson. This is a, this is a big injury. He had like 167 yards um, in the first game a few weeks ago. Uh, the first time they played, and now he has a shoulder injury. I just think this game has a different feel to it. I think it's pr- pretty much a home game for uh, Georgia, and I think it's low scoring, and they pull it out like 21-17 or something. All right, now they have odds on these teams to win it all. It's hard to pick because we don't know who's actually going to be in there. Like I said earlier, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma at the top at plus 375, and then Auburn's plus 450. Georgia seven fifty. Your your Buckeyes eight to one. Wisconsin ten to one. Miami eighteen. USC uh, hundred. Then it gets crazy. Uh, TCU also hundred. And Central Florida two hundred. Does anything jump out at you, or is it too early? Well, here's the thing. Here's what I like right now because you're essentially taking two things. Number one, do you think the team can get in the final four? Right. Since it hasn't been selected yet, so you have to make sure that they can win this week. And if they win, they'll still get in. So if we're taking Georgia to win, I think that they're going to be in it. And then the second piece is now once they're in the tournament, do you believe they have the firepower to get it done? Mm -hmm. And I think they do. The two teams that I like in this, because, you know, I'm trying to take take some some value here. Right. That's what I like. Before, once you get into the tournament, I would probably change it up a little bit, but this week you can still get some pretty solid value, I think, mm-hmm. on Georgia because I think they'll get in and they have the talent to win it. And I think Ohio State, <laughs> if they win and beat Wisconsin by 14, I right. think they get in. And if you're getting 8-1 to one on them, I like that because I think they have the talent to be able to win it too. I just I, now, I, I picture know, I picture you at home with the, with boosters uh, with with the a machete to your head and if you don't say Ohio State <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. No, right? it's, listen, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Do I think that Ohio State will win it all? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I like the value of it right now with what you're getting at eight to one. You know, it's, right. it's just it's, I think Bama probably wants to get in at the best chance. Maybe I probably like Clemson this year the most, but. You know, you're not getting great value on those guys right now. I think, you know, mix it up a little bit. I don't like, especially on the futures, just dumping everything into one. Yeah. You know, if you like Clemson, i take Clemson, put half on that, and then I would take the other half, pick Georgia or Ohio State, and see what you have right there. Ideally, you could get the guys in the finals and get a nice little hedge out of it, mm-hmm. and then you're all good. Yeah. But 
I like I like right now taking something that's a little bit more value early on. Yeah, I think that's probably smart. Well, if we look at the spreads this week, Clemson has the easiest run to get to the final four because they're a ten point favorite and almost four to one odds to win or you know, one to four to advance past Miami. So uh you you would they have the easiest road to the final four there. And if Alabama were to get in, you're probably looking at plus two fifty the rest of the way. So you're taking a risk. You're mm-hmm. just betting on the committee. But this is a weird thing. Like I think it is gonna come down to uh, even though I like Wisconsin plus the six, if Ohio State wins, it's 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 the two big coaches. Like who does the committee upset here? You know, like they I don't think they've well, ever taken two from one conference, and they've never denied the Big Ten champion. So, so something might well, give here. You know what, Sal? I've got to correct it because they did deny the Big Ten champ last year because Penn State won it, right? And Ohio State ended up getting in. It's like that's the ultimate irony is they. Last year they didn't take a champ, and Ohio State got beaten. You know, house pretty good by Clemson. Right. So people are saying, well, there's no way they won't take a conference champ this year. So yeah. you're saying that Ohio State essentially will benefit from them getting in last year and getting beat up by Clemson pretty good. So you know, I, I don't know. There is one scenario though where I think maybe both get in. I don't think this Oklahoma TCU game is going to be close, but if you do, Sal, yeah, I think if TCU wins, given the fact that they're not even ranked, I don't think inside the top ten right now. Right there, I think right, they probably not, end up mm-hmm. making Bama and Ohio State along with the ACC winner and uh, the SEC winner. So okay, so if you say if TCU wins and and Ohio State wins, uh, it's Ohio State, Bama, Clemson. Uh, let's say Clemson. And the uh, Auburn Georgia winner, right? That's I think that's that what would you're be the case, yeah. Yes. yeah, no, I misspoke. I meant they've never denied the the Big Ten, not not the Big Ten winner, yeah, but just, I just, no, just, just the, the conference. Thinks, Sal, you, yeah, yeah. You naturally you naturally think that Ohio State won it last year because they got in. I know. Believe me. I know. You always flip your mind. I know. You're you're keeping track of that. I got it. Well, Bobby, thanks for coming on. Great job as always. It's ninety seven one the fan. Weekdays twelve to three. Show is called Carpenter and Rothman. Uh, you have anything else to plug? Yeah, man, because uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at bcarp3, and you're going to leave out my two Heisman guys, Francois, who was out week one. Oh, I'm sorry. 15 to 1 odds. Yes. And then Mayfield getting 12 to 1. I mean, if you took a G and put it on each of them there, I mean, <laughs> you're coming out. You're coming out plus 1100 right there, Sal. I, so you're doing all right. I for, that's the, the very reason I had you on. I wanted to I wanted to promote you and congratulate you on Baker Mayfield, who is now like a one to fifty favorite right now to win the uh, Heisman. Uh, Bobby Carpenter back in August told us twelve to one <laughs> take Mayfield, and that that's a winner. Yeah, see, you would have made money off him. All right, I appreciate. It. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks, Sal. Man, anytime. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Bobby Carpenter. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.